0: This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. I'm Don LaGreca. He's Anthony Pusick. How are you, sir? I was in a great mood until I looked at Twitter. Uh, well, well, I really we'll was.
1: I had a great I was in a great mood. It's not a great day now, out.
0: You but... brought it up. I didn't want to open with it, but it's out there. You know, we We waited forever. Uh, people were anxiously awaiting the stadium series jerseys for the Rangers, Flyers, Devils, and Islanders. And it took a while, and then finally today they're released on January 26th, a couple of weeks before, about three weeks before the actual events. And um, yeah, not good. Not good.
1: I, I just... I, You know, a wise man once said... Can't wait. Wait a little bit. Maybe we put these back. Maybe we put these back. Okay? We just we try again, because... I got to tell you, Don, whenever I hate, whenever they put out these jerseys, I always look, if, and if I don't like any of them, and I really don't like any of them, I go basically based on the order in which they're not as abrasively different from the rest of their jerseys. So the right. Flyers one is probably the least different. Yeah, that's the
0: one I can, I can live with. Because it's
1: basically an away jersey with the logo really, really big, and that's right. whatever. Uh, I, I actually don't, that. I like red, so uh, d- red's my favorite color, so I don't really hate the devil one. Uh, the red and the black—it's kind of—it's it, it, kind of practice jersey-ish, but whatever. Uh, listen, as much as I love the Ranger alternate that they came out with, that everybody else seemed to be like on the fence about. I—I don't—I don't like this giant N Y R across the chest diagonally. But well, uh, that's a lot, and the Islander one is just—I I think they stop. I think they—they—they they, they stopped printing it.
0: Well, somebody's got to explain this to me, all right? Because. The, the, the Yankees have gotten rid of the white outline on their road jerseys that just have the the navy blue on the gray, like, just simplify it. And we saw it with the Oilers, their, their alternate jersey, too, where, where there's just no outline, just the jersey color, a different number and logo um, color scheme, and then that's it. I mean, So that's what the Islanders are to me, and the Devils are just kind of stealing, riffing off of that third Edmonton jersey, which I don't think is any good. Yeah. I mean you you're not you're, there's no definition at least like with the Rangers there's the, there's there there's, there's something to it there's a little definition there's an outline to blue outline on the red numbers and the and the red uh, NYR so I, I like that that makes it pop but what is it about all of these jerseys like with the Yankees doing it and the uh, um Islanders Devils and you know ripping off of the Oilers where there's no outline on the numbers, or oh, no, no outline on the name. What are we trying to do?
1: Hockey, specifically, Don, to your point, is doing this thing where it kind of looks like the 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 tape on the locker, where like they take the piece of they take the color, and it's like in this case with the Flyers, it's orange, and they stick orange on top of the back of the black, and then they put the they put the letters in the same color that the background is, just with the orange, almost looks like a bl- piece of block that you'd put on word art when you were a kid. I don't I don't, like I don't get why maybe look I'm sure they've done the research and they think that people are going to buy them and I'm sure that when you see in MetLife you're going to see a ton of people with those jerseys
0: but right. it is not something that I would hey, I would run out to go listen, buy. Listen, they do the work, okay? So it's not like let's be lazy, let's not care. They put in the work and they obviously believe this is going to work based on whatever research that they did. But uh, we are two different, you know, generations. Let's be honest. I'm what? What are you? Thirty? I'm fifty-five. I mean, so it's like. You're in that demographic of people that are young and want to buy jerseys, and you don't like it.
1: I am a little more old school, in my thought. Okay. But you and me, uh, we do d- disagree on certain things with these jerseys, and I do say some things are are, are more are, are more. In, I'm more into than you are. Uh, I think we're both in agreement
0: on this one. I don't know why um, we just can't have more definition to allow it to pop. It's a miss. Just, it's, it, I, I don't like it, but whatever. Um, that's the least of our concerns. We've got a lot to get into, a lot to discuss. But since that just came out and it was on Anthony's mind, it just seemed like a pretty natural open. And I'm sure we'll get a lot of. People. I apologize. I'm, I'm getting a lot of tweets now. People wanting our feedback on that. You so. got it. You just got it. And if you're if you're a fan of the jerseys, you're probably not happy with the feedback that you got, but you did get it. Um, two things from the Islanders and the Canadians last night. First, the good uh, that the 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 anthem. Showing the old pictures of Patrick Waugh with the Canadians and people were wondering, like, is this his return to Montreal? No, but it was it was a decade ago. Um, This wasn't so much honoring Patrick Waugh was just kind of a little seasoning to him being back there for the first time in a decade in that capacity. And just the emotion of the crowd during the anthem, which is such a terrific anthem and the terrific atmosphere at the Bell Center. I'm telling you, I've told Anthony, if there's one place you should go as a hockey fan on the road to see your team, it's Montreal, period. Um, do it. It's worth it. And that atmosphere was incredible. It looked like Patrick Waugh was getting a little emotional uh during uh the anthem and obviously it affected the team they were down three nothing in the blink of an eye but before we actually get to the game i thought that was a pretty pretty cool thing if you haven't seen it go to social media i thought the islanders uh msg uh feed um of course um uh they do a terrific job of of putting it together is what you'll probably see on social media uh terrific terrific job that everybody did there
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's a legend, and and to be to be honored in that way, uh, of course, as you said, Don was a little emotional for him, and. Um uh, I, even in this in this very room, uh, Ray Dinehan said he didn't understand why. Ray Santiago also uh, didn't understand why uh, he was getting uh, the video tribute, and I kind of felt the same way. I was like, he had to have been back there, no? But you know what? When you have a legend like that, how many times, Don? You've been there. Do you hear when they announce that a uh, celebrity's in the garden and it's tender Glumquist, and everyone goes nuts, right? Like it's the first time he's ever been back. So you know, like it's just it's honoring it's honoring a legend, and uh, I think it's well deserved. Yeah, it's.
0: Listen, I'm trying to think of the timing of it. But when they honored him, it was after he had already been back with Colorado. So it wasn't really about a tribute. It was just, hey, we're acknowledging the fact that Patrick was back in the building, seasoned it up with a few clips of him shaking hands with Jean Beliveau, uh, one of his uh, classic winks. Not the famous one when he was in Colorado winking at Jeremy Roenick, but one of the winks that he had with the Canadians. Uh, it was It was nice. It was emotional. And now we get to the actual game itself, where the Islanders come back from three nothing down. Paul Mary ties it at three, and then they can't clear the puck. And then moments later, Monahan scores the game winning goal. So the Islanders walk away with zero points. So one and two is Patrick Waugh in his uh, is coaching the first three games. So you know not what you want there, but the, the Gallagher hit on Pellick. Uh, You know how many games the NHL's got to get this right. It's targeting the head. He saw Pellet coming. He threw his elbow at his head. It was vicious. It was nasty. And we can sit here and Tonka truck the whole thing like how many games? But it has to be a significant amount of games to me.
1: What do you mean by significant, Don? What do you think? Well, it's got to be. It's got
0: to be more than five. All right, or or at five.
1: See, here's the here's the issue, Uh, folks. Let's let's all see. Don is a very important man, and he's uh, he's a a devoted husband, and he's got two (laughs) lovely kids. He doesn't need to sit on Twitter all day, whereas I, who have nothing going on, can just sit on my phone while I'm on the train and see that Brendan Gallagher Don is not getting an in-person hearing. He's getting a phone hearing. The max he's going to get penalized is five games.
0: Well, well, at least five, at least it's five. But, but I, I'd like I, to... I
1: just don't know how you look at the hit. And if you haven't seen it, go take it. Go take a look. It's all over Twitter on every single one of the hockey aggregate accounts. It's. Not only is it hit to the head, it's an elbow to the head on an essential side swipe where he really doesn't have to lead with his elbow and Gallagher literally puts it actually almost jumps into the hit to hit Pelican in the head. To me it's a clear so, unnecessary hit that that is I would I'm not going to say I can't determine intent, right? To me if there was a if there was a way to say intent to injure, that's what I would be looking at. And I think that there was an intent to injure there. And well, he should get more than five, but he's not going to.
0: I'm just trying to see what is the defense. Okay, let, let let's look at where you could come from a Montreal angle. Was he trying to defend himself? Meaning Pellex coming at him and he's using his elbow to shield a potential hit. I I rule that out because he slowed himself down to hit Pellick. He could have dodged Pellick. He could have checked Pellick. It it was almost as if he saw him coming. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to target the head. So this is not even a hockey play. This is not a check. This is a player that targeted Pellick, threw his elbow out, hit him in the head. I need somebody to explain it to me. And there's always that guy, right? And it always feels like it's the... uh, Department of Safety by the National Hockey League well no no you gotta look at it this way and I know they're usually affected by how severely injured the player is but you're trying to get rid of targets to the head it's a clear penalty uh, never looks for the down puck Don to do it. never
1: look I, I, I mean again we're, we're looking from far away it kind of looks like Gallagher has his eyes set on Pelic, doesn't see that he gives the puck away at all kind of looks like his head is right towards his head and that's where he's going and there's no need he could even go shoulder to head there and it would still be bad, but he pull he puts the elbow up. I don't get it.
0: I, I don't I don't I need to explain. Then the the NHL usually does when they finally come down with the suspension, they'll break it down, they'll show the video, and they'll give you a narrative of explaining what it's about. Shanahan so did it the best though. Let's hear what it ends up being. I, I just said five games because I just I know the history of this league and I know that they don't really throw out like lengthy suspensions. Um, and so I figured it's got to be a minimum of five, b- but I'm not happy with it just being five. So that's a problem. And uh, we'll get the official word once it does come down. There probably isn't going to be any kind of um, sense of urgency because everybody's wrapping up this weekend for the all-star break. So we'll see where it goes from there. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Really no more clarity about the five from the 2018 World Juniors except that they're not playing. Um, it certainly affected the Flyers. They lose to the Red Wings 3 nothing, in Philadelphia now in free fall. They won five in a row and now followed it up with a four-game losing streak, and they lose their goaltender um, for a, a significant amount of time here. But we don't have any kind of clarity there. Um, I guess the one thing I would like to add, and then we'll move on to other things, Anthony, is that I, I know that it's been reported that there are five players involved in the incident, but I guess it is possible... Although maybe unlikely that some of these players or at least one of these players might have witnessed something and not involved in the actual act. We'll have to wait and see how it all goes down. But the fact is they're not available to play. And it doesn't sound like this thing is going to be pushed along really um, with any kind of sense of urgency. Now, again, we're going to have the break coming up here. Um, but uh, and it doesn't seem like there's going to be any kind of clarity. Uh, from what I understand, um, the the police are not going to have a press conference until February fifth. Yeah, it and that's seems when like... we're supposed to be starting back up the second the unofficial second half of the season. So this delay really isn't going to be helping anybody because it doesn't look like anything the ball's going to start to roll until we get to February.
1: No, and that's why right that these guys need leave of absences right because regardless of their involvement in whatever has been accused, if they need to be there and talk to the police in Ontario, they they have to go. Um, and yes, I guess it's it's fortunate for these teams that it happens during a break for maybe guys where if it's just the situation where the police need to talk to them because they may have witnessed something, yes, it's detrimental to the team and they didn't do anything at the time, but these guys need to answer to whatever it is that they're being accused of because based on the what we've been reading, it's very very serious stuff and yeah. there's no you don't even want really and we talked about it on the K show a little bit you and Michael and, and Peter you can't really have these guys playing right now uh, while this is all going on um, it's very serious stuff they're, they're doing what they need to do to get this resolved as quickly as possible now that the investigation is ramped up and yeah, from a hockey perspective, again, we tried to talk about it, Don, from a hockey perspective. It's hard to not take the human element out of it, but it certainly hurts the Flyers. Carter Hart's been having a fantastic season, one of the main reasons they all were second in the Metro. Now they are not. Um, and the Red Wings, as we've talked about, are a, I consider them a young team. I mean, Dylan Larkin is a veteran at this point, but Mo Sider's young. Um, Steve Eiserman clearly has a plan for them and is going to try and build them the way that he built Tampa up. Um, and they're a team that I think can find their way into the playoffs if they play their cards right. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, a convincing win for the Red Wings and a one they need. They don't, you know, nobody apologizes when somebody's hurt. Nobody apologizes when somebody takes a leave of absence for whatever reason. So teams are going to have to take advantage of Philly here while Carter Hart's out.
0: Um, Are you starting to get concerned about Carolina? They're now two points back of the Rangers for first place in the Metropolitan Division. Same amount of games played 47. They beat Boston followed up the second uh game in in two nights to beat the devils and don't get fooled by the three two final score Brat scored with like three seconds left devils were down three nothing pretty much this entire game um I, I are you concerned about carolina i know you don't really fear their goaltending but they're starting to put things together here and the rangers i think there's a legitimate threat that they may not be in first place when this weekend is over
1: yeah, I, concern, I'm more concerned about the Rangers as a Ranger fan. Um, I had We all kind of had a feeling that because Rod Brindamore is such a good coach, Carolina would figure out a way to handle their poor goaltending, whether it be by trade or just playing better defensively in front of their goaltending, that they would be able to figure it out. They're playing much better. Uh, the concern, of course, is now they're playing better, and the Rangers have taken a dip here. And we have to see how they play tonight against the Golden Knights. You know from the changes that they've made, whether it be swapping D pairs or waving Nick Bonino, that they're feeling the pressure. Um, Carolina's a good team. They have good top scoring, and if they play good defense and they get somewhat decent goaltending, they're going to win a lot of games. Devils, once again, a game that they kind of need to win. Uh, They don't win. Uh, It was down in Carolina, but they're going to have to start stringing some wins together here, and they haven't been able to do it. Um, The Hurricanes should feel good about themselves, especially with the way the Rangers are playing.
0: Yeah, I just think that it's like you know a legitimate threat now. It's real. Oh yeah, absolutely. Same amount of games played, and really the difference is is that uh, Carolina's lost two more games in overtime. That, that's that's the difference. They've got the same amount of you know wins and and, and everything. It just that's that's the difference. The Rangers have only lost three in overtime of the shootout. Carolina's lost five. Um, now the other thing is what Edmonton's doing now. They shut out Chicago. No surprise. Uh, But now 15 consecutive wins, two away from the record. Connor McDavid, major contributor with a couple of goals. He's got 63 points, Anthony. 913 for his career. I mean, it's crazy that sometime next year he is going to have 1,000 points. It's just crazy. But they've been able to do it without having to rely as much on McDavid and Dreisaitl. But last night they were able to take care of business and 15 consecutive wins i mean we'll see what we have them in our top five because they still have work to do because of the slow start but god this team is just showing no sign of slowing down at all and it's pretty scary one away from the second most which is held by columbus which is weird and then of course pittsburgh's 17 consecutive wins and you know it seems like it might very well be doable we'll see
1: yeah we talked about it uh last um last podcast, I think uh, the next game, I think I said, was their best chance to probably not win. Now, again, look, the two games they've played against the Blackhawks, they may not have scored, but the Blackhawks have played them a little bit tougher than other teams in the sense that they haven't given up seven goals against them. Um, but look, they're they're on fire. There's no question about it. Um, yeah, For me, I think they beat the Predators tomorrow. I think that your game against Vegas in Vegas is going to be where if they stop this run, that's where it's going to be. Yeah. Um, that's where I think that February 6th, I believe that is. Um, yeah, so and, that'll
0: be their first game after the break. So, so Nashville yeah. Saturday legs. afternoon will be their last game.
1: Slow legs for both teams, but Vegas home. Uh, Vegas has been very good of recent. They're getting healthier with Aiden Hill coming back. Um, I don't see the – I mean, look, what the Predators lost. The, the beat the Wild last night. Um, But that's not really doing anything for me. I I, I don't have much faith in the wild. Um, You have to appreciate what the Oilers are doing here. And the league is better when Connor McDavid is in the playoffs and doing good things. So it is an amazing run that they're on, and they needed this amazing run to get back into it. And they've done everything they Mm -hmm. need to do to put themselves in the conversation. Calgary lost last
0: night. I'm so so mad. Evaluate where they are right now. They're six points out of a playoff spot with the same amount of games as played as Nashville. Um, if uh, Now, if you want to say, well, maybe they can um, catch the Kings, well, the Kings have, have three games in hand on Calgary. So that was a tough it's loss not, last no, night. dead. Done. And go, go to Kevin Weeks, who's usually on top of these things, sent one of those um, cryptic tweets the other day. I guess it was yesterday of the Devils' locker room saying that, you know, defenseman, goaltender, that something may be in the works here. Um, and we've talked, we've targeted Calgary as a team that if they were to fall out of it because of their situations, could a Markstrom and a Hannafin become available? Um, so is that what Kevin's thinking about? Or is there some other rumor out there that Kevin might be uh, trying to pinpoint?
1: Uh, you'd have to think that it's the Flames because we talked about it again on the last podcast on and we talked about did the Flames have a shot. I believe I said I didn't think they did and I'm, I'm the idiot that then went out last night and did a Bruins-Flames money line parlay, and the Bruins made me sweat it out, and then the Flames just completely, no pun intended, burnt out against the Blue Jackets of all teams at home. Um, losing a game like that leads me to believe that this team is not going to all of a sudden find themselves, and any pieces that they can sell off to try and get themselves into a bit of a rebuild here yeah. might be what's necessary, because I don't know if there's a quick fix for this team. Um... You can't lose 5-2. I'll just keep reiterating. You can't lose 5-2 to the Blue Jackets at home. You just can't. And no. Markstrom would be a perfect fit for the Devils. I mean, it solidifies that defensive, the, 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 their goaltending, I should say, um, while their defense is struggling with all the injuries they have. Um, that's a guy that could steal you a game where right now, maybe they have a guy that could do it once in a while, but Markstrom could do it a heck of a lot more than once every two or three weeks.
0: All right, you ready to do this? What are we doing? I don't know. We're doing our top five. Of
1: the- oh, okay. Don LaGreca's Friday Top 5. Yeah!
0: Number five. Maybe I'm swayed a little bit by the loss to the Bruins, but I've got the avalanche at number five. Did you see what McKinnon did the other day with five, go- four goals? He's and unreal. He, it's unreal, but they, you know, I'm, I'm still a little worried about their goaltending. They're a little banged up there, but they're a terrific team, and they deserve to be in the top five.
1: I agree. Uh, I have Colorado in my top five as well. 7-3 and 0 in their last 10 two-game win streak. 65 points right up there with Winnipeg and only four behind Vancouver. Um, I like Colorado at number five. Don, uh, bad news out of Rangers practice. Oh, no. Uh, From Dan Rosen. Uh, Philip Heedle, in his second day back skating, appeared to sustain an injury during Rangers optional morning skate. On the ice with just Zach Jones and Jake LeCision. He had to be helped off by them. I'm told he's being evaluated. That's not what you want to hear. I don't know. I don't know, but that's just not good news. Anyway,
0: uh, moving Mm. on. Number four. I've got the Winnipeg Jets dropping two four. Okay, wow. they they had the big test against the the Bruins, and and they certainly did uh, didn't embarrass themselves at all. But they did get shut down. They continue to just shut everybody down as far as not allowing a ton of goals. But you know they they they've had a couple of moments here: the loss to Toronto in overtime, the loss to Boston four to one. Um so listen I, I got him in the top 4 Anthony Oh listen I'm not, uh, but you know. uh, I I had him drop from from the number 2 perch so I got them at 4
1: You might not get Kevin Chebelday off texting you uh this week but you know I mean that it, it is what it is I mean I'm, I'm sure he's I'm sure he feels a way about it I'm going to move Edmonton up one spot and I'm going to put them at 4 Uh look 15 game win streak you might think that I'm not rating them as high as they deserve to be quite frankly they're probably the hot they are the hottest team in hockey right now and if you wanted to put based on a week-to-week basis of your top five, you'd probably have Edmonton at one or two. I just can't get over that bad stretch that they had at the beginning of the year, which is why they're only 10th in points in the National Hockey League. But every week, if they continue to do this, and I'm not saying they have to keep winning and go on win streaks, they continue to climb themselves up the standings. You're going to see Edmonton a lot higher in my top Mm -hmm. five going forward.
0: Number three, and I put Edmonton at three. Okay, uh, that's you know, fine. Listen, fifteen straight wins—all the things that you just said—it was just a matter of they just keep chugging along, passing every single test. And as I mentioned when we talked about their fifteen-game winning streak, it's not like they're relying so heavily on McDavid. I mean, you know, Fogle has, you know, been had some big nights over the last couple of weeks. I mean, they—Evander uh, Kane's got fifteen goals. Um, Skinner just doesn't lose. So I've got Edmonton at three.
1: Yeah, and the one thing that, impress- that impresses me, Don, is that goal difference differential has now creeped up to plus 33 Uh, and it was a bigger problem earlier in the year of course because Skinner was not playing at the level that he's playing right now and Edmonton wasn't scoring at the clip they were at the present moment so Mm -hmm. I agree with that Um, you know Edmonton being three I'm I'm not going to get mad at you I'm actually going to put Boston Mm -hmm. at three six one and three in their last ten still best in the east hard for me to not keep one of the East teams in the top three, but I am not shying away from the situation that we had where we're going to have those two West teams at one and two. So you obviously are, but we'll talk about that very shortly.
0: Number two. Yeah, I've got Boston at two. They've been impressive Mm -hmm. over the last, like, listen, they toyed with Ottawa. I get it, but Marchand has just been amazing for them. Do you realize, only two players in the history of the NHL have more overtime goals than Brad Marchand and they're Ovechkin and Crosby.
1: That's pretty unbelievable, Crosby's isn't it?
0: got 20, Ovechkin's got 26. I mean, that's not nothing. We can't not stand nothing. the guy. I mean, he's an irritant and everything, but you'd love to have him on your team. Doesn't matter who's in goal. Uh, just a terrific, terrific team. I'm still worried about their centers, but they still have not reached double-digit losses in regulation yet. Plus 41 goal differential is the second best in the National Hockey League, tied with Winnipeg. I've got Boston at two. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know what? I got Winnipeg at two. Don they the one thing that this team has that the other teams don't, other than Edmonton, of course. They have two games in hand on Vancouver, Boston, and. Colorado, and Dallas. Um, So they can improve and be at the level of Boston or Vancouver if they win those games. Plus 41 goal differential, as you said. 7-2-1 in their last 10. They've had some big tests. They've answered the bell here and there. They have had some issues, but I do like Hellebuck. I think he's a very good goaltender. I like their top-line scoring. I'm going to keep Winnipeg at number two, which means I think you and I are in agreement. Number one.
0: Yeah, it's the Vancouver Canucks yeah. plus fifty-eight goal differential, and they can beat you any different way. I mean, right? So, all right, they lose in overtime to St. Louis, but they still earned a point. Beat Chicago two nothing, but then they can beat Toronto six four. You know, they beat Arizona two to one. Like, they, so you want to play low scoring? Okay, we can do that. If you want to have a wide open game? Yeah, we can play that way as well. Uh, they're not as flashy as some of the teams that are up there. Um, well, they don't they have a McKinnon, had, and- right? Right, right. They don't have. They don't have the McKinnon or the McDavid. They also haven't had that, like, sick, long winning streak, right? But they don't lose back-to-back games. When they do lose, they still earn a point. They lost to Columbus. They lost in the shootout. Uh, They lost to St. Louis, lost that game in overtime. They're still earning points even in the games that they're not great in. But, listen, the Vancouver Canucks are the best team in the National Hockey League. Not quite to the level that Boston was, but you're starting to get that feeling that, I'd be very shocked if at all the rest of the season they fall out of the top 3, never mind 5. Who are you taking out?
1: By the way, for anybody that listens to this podcast religiously and we thank you for doing so. Sure. If you decided to bet your house on Buffalo against the Kings. Yeah, how about that? They won.
0: They won. I told you it was, was it plus 160.
1: 8 9 and 6 at home. The Kings are 8 9 and 6 at home. It makes no sense. No. So let's just keep doing it until we're proven otherwise.
0: <laughs> but uh, hopefully you, you listened to us and you probably made uh, a little bit of money. Responsibly. 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 Um, Let's dive into the social media before we get out of the dodge here. Donnell Weaver says, we kind of touched on this. So, guys, the Stadium Series jerseys just unveiled today. Out of the four teams, Rangers, Islanders, Devils, Flyers, which one is the best? I think we kind of gave it. Flyers are the best. Then Devils. I I got Rangers, Devils. I think we all agree the Islanders are the worst, right?
1: I I don't like the Islander ones at all. All
0: right. um, Let's see here. Um, Rilyan, I guess, R-I-L-Y-A-N. Uh, the Ryland, hit by, maybe? Ryland? R- maybe. The hit by Gallagher on Pellick in last night's Islander-Canadian game was predatory and could be a career-altering considering Pellick's past history of concussions. What are your thoughts of the absolute joke of the discipline that the NHL players' safety handed down? Uh, listen, we talked about it earlier. Five, to me... It, it, I, five
1: should be the minimum. It's going to end up being the maximum. Yeah, and if it's, it's less than five, it's, uh, it is yeah, it's, a travesty.
0: It's pretty, pretty sad. Uh, Adam says, with the situation involving Michael McLeod, could a trade for a guy like Adam Henrique be on the table for the Devils? Also thoughts on the stadium series jerseys. Okay, we gave that. Hey, I'd be all for it, him returning to his old stomping grounds. Um, they can definitely use a little bit of punch with, with with Hughes being out. But again, I'm not using pieces, Anthony, to acquire a forward. I need a defenseman and a goaltender. So I'm not saying I wouldn't want Adam Henrique if I'm a devil fan, but why am I trading pieces away to Anaheim when there's other needs?
1: Yeah, priority one for me is goaltending. Priority two is defense. If you want to shore up your your. Uh your lines go crazy, but I'd focus on those two pieces first, and I'm not going to let key trade pieces that I need to get those other things Mm -hmm. go before I figure out those things first. So if Adam Henry can go for after you've already established that you're going to get a better goaltender or you're going to improve your defense, go crazy. Uh, But I'm not worried about uh, the Devil forwards just yet, especially with Jack Hughes coming back, and he is, might as well be two players with how much he produces for them.
0: That is so true. Uh, David says, if the Devils and or Islanders miss the playoffs, which would you see as a more plausible scenario? Ruff getting fired by the Devils after a flash-in-the-pan season, or Lou is shown the door if Wak can't get anything out of the current roster construction?
1: I think it's much more likely that Ruff goes.
0: Well, and but But here's what's interesting. You're right. Because they just gave Ruff an extension, but listen, you can blame this on coaching just as easily as you can blame it on the injuries and the construction of the roster. They just gave Fitzgerald a contract, so they're obviously happy with his work. Um, so does that mean that Ruff would be the odd man out? You're not changing general managers. I mean, I so. But then on the other hand, with the Islanders, when you make a big splash like Patrick Wah and it does not work. That could open the door to just say Lou. I mean, you gave it you gave it a go here. You know, first round outer uh, last year, uh, missed the playoffs this year. You made a desperate move with Patrick Watt. It didn't work, so you didn't read the room right. Um, but I I don't know how Ledecky feels about Lou. It has a feeling like in Lou we trust, like Lou can basically um, decide his own fate there. So that's why I probably lean with Ruff being the one that would probably go.
1: I look at the situation with Wad differently than you. It doesn't pan out. We kind of talked about it, Don. Do we know that this roster is capable of doing what we expect them to do, which is make the playoffs? Do they have enough? offensive firepower. If they don't have enough offensive firepower, are they a good enough gritty defensive team to validate making the playoffs that way? Sorokin, by the way, we talk about Justerkin struggling. I know. Uh, I saw a stat that all of, like, the goalies that we've kind of mentioned, Don, I I, I, I got to think back now. I think it was Sorokin and Shesterkin and Ottinger, who I love, as you know. They're all in, like, the 905, 904 save percentages this year. Like, top goaltenders, good goaltenders that just aren't performing. Now, again, a lot of it has to do with what's in front of them. Um, but I could see this season going the way it is where the Islanders are five or six points out of the playoffs. They kind of stick around hockey 500 for the year. And Wa saying to Lou, or Lou and Wa saying to Ledecki, listen, let me just get these guys in here that I think can help us. Yeah. I have some changes I think we can make to make this team better. Give us a year, and then you know what? If it goes sideways, you could see Lou out maybe halfway through next year. Yeah, but, maybe. But I but mean, I, uh, I think he's gonna I think he's okay, and 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 he made the home run higher in his mind, not a stopgap. Gonna get an uh, interim coach in here, and we'll figure this out in the offseason. I think he realizes that he has to show something. Um, I just wonder if showing enough effort is going to be enough for for Ledecky to say, yeah. "Okay, I, I like the direction I, we're going."
0: I don't know Ledecki's relationship with Lou. Is it one of those situations where, hey, you got a job for life, and when you decide to leave, you're going to hand it off to Chris, his son, and it's just going to be that kind of lineage there. I, I I really don't know their relationship as far as that's concerned. But it did peter out with the with the Devils and the Leafs, so you know he can't be at it forever. He's in his seventies, you know, so at some point. um, you know a move could possibly be made and missing the playoffs especially after a splash like this could open the door one final one from our buddy steve Brzezinski who says is crosby on the trading block or is he retiring a penguin and if he were to be traded are the rangers a possible spot what is happening they they can't afford him um they're not going to trade him in the division if they were going to trade him um and i think pittsburgh they're all in listen I, i think there's a better chance ovechkin gets traded than Crosby Because I, I don't think Washington Is a little bit more committed to the rebuild Than the Penguins are Ovechkin's really struggling So maybe a change of scenery would help him And you probably would get more for him Than you would your average 8-goal scorer In late January But Crosby's having a phenomenal year The Penguins are still within striking distance And with the contracts to Latang and Malkin They're not really in a position to rebuild So uh, if they had completely collapsed Anthony And they were like, uh, where Ottawa is or where Buffalo is, I'd say, all right, listen, maybe it's time to pull the plug. But they're still within striking distance, and he's having a phenomenal year. So... I don't think they have any appetite to trade Crosby at this point. I
1: don't even know what a teardown for them would look like, because when you sign Eric Carlson, or trade for Eric Carlson, I should yeah, that's say. there's another one. You're, right. uh, you, you, you don't, no. you're not You are not you're, not you're not parachuting, pulling the plug on this thing. I know that they're struggling. They're probably not going to make the playoffs, uh, but Dubas just got there. Like he's not. I, I don't see him pulling the plug right now. No. You want to talk about in the off season? Maybe they do some shake-up? Sure. But I think this team is what it is, and I don't even think they're going to be massive buyers at the deadline. I think they'll make some ancillary trades that, that Dubas says, okay, these, these are guys as I can see being a part of our future. But I don't think, uh, first of all, I don't think Sidney Crosby's going anywhere, and I certainly don't think he's going to the Rangers.
0: All right, Anthony, this was a lot of fun. Enjoy your weekend. I'm going to be in Ottawa for Rangers and Senators. Rangers also have a game against the Golden Knights tonight. We'll be back with you on Monday. There are some games on Monday and Tuesday. I know everybody pretty much is done, but there's a couple of games on Monday and Tuesday. So we'll be back with you on Monday. We'll have EJ Raddick. We'll get you a preview for the All-Star game and kind of assess where we are at the unofficial halfway point of the NHL's regular season. So have a good weekend, buddy. You too, Don. All right. You want to get in touch with us at Don LaGreca, at Anthony Pusick, hashtag Game Misconduct. This was the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.